0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Fan Connection Podcast. Today we're joined just just by co-host punch underscore YYC. Birdaman could unfortunately not be here due to personal reasons. Don't worry, he will be back in the next podcast. All's good there. Um so yeah, he'll be back next podcast. You can check him out at Birdaman, B-E-R-D-A-M-A-N on Twitch. He streams usually for me at night because it's Eastern time, but he cause he's on the west coast. Uh, but if you're in Pacific time. I still think he streams at night, but just not at 2 a.m. Because 2 a.m. for me, I think around like 10 p.m. for him. So you can check him out on his channel. Obviously, you can check out Ponch at Ponch underscore YYC. You can check me out. Some of these guys are nine. Uh, but let's get right into today's topics. Uh, you can also, sorry, just quickly, you can check us out on uh, any other platform as the fan connection. But let's get right into today's topics. Uh, the first one we want to talk about uh, is Ryan Getzlav. So Ryan Getzlav announced, or it was announced that Ryan Getzlav will retire at the end of this season Uh, he'll retire as a player he'll no longer return to the anaheim ducks uh so punch what do you think that's some pretty big news that's like the end of an era for the the ducks and that's a big name leaving leaving hockey i think
1: i think it's about time um ryan gets had a really good start to the season but um he's what 39 now he's on
2: he's late 30s
1: I don't know if he's hit. Oh, he's thirty-six. Yeah, so, yeah. I knew he
0: wasn't thirty-nine. That, that he's that's a little old. He, he's he's th- He's about thirty-six. We well, he said he's thirty-six, but I knew he's around thirty-seven-ish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I th- I think it's it's time. You know. Uh. So in forty-nine games, he put up three goals, twenty-eight assists, thirty-one points. Um, it clears up some cap for them it opens it up so then they can bring in some new guys and i think that's good um they got rid of perry a A couple years back yeah you got they bought him out a couple years back and i think the the ducks are in in the mentality that it's zegras is not zegras quite yet but
0: it's it's Terry um, Zegers, Drysdale. So it's their team now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: And you need that to to continue on with some sort of success. You like I love Ryan Getzloff, but you can only hold him on hold on to him for so long, because or else your core gets stale, it gets older, it's not, it's not progressing and the Ducks are in the spot to rebuild.
0: Yeah, and I think it was time. I, I, I don't think it was time necessarily for him to retire. I just thought he'd take on a more diminished role. Because it does seem like he still takes up a lot of ice time for the Ducks this year. Uh, so it would have been nice if he came back on a really cheap contract. Like, you're seeing Corey Perry go around from team to team, playing mm-hmm. uh, in a very reduced role and doing very well at it. Like, he's he's a good depth uh, forechecker. He's still able to put the puck in the net. Still has the same skill. He plays the power play. But on 5-on-5, five five, he's on the fourth line. He plays with uh, Pat Maroon and uh, pierre Edward mm. Belmar in uh, Tampa Bay, and they're a very good line. Like I-, I watched them play, and they they were able to dominate the play uh, very often. So mm. it would be nice, or it would have been nice to see Getzloff return in a role like that where he's kind of just, maybe not a journeyman, but he's going to, like, contending teams, maybe the Leafs or Lightning as well, or, I don't know, some team where they can kind of put him with another – player that's able to play that same grit, like two other players, like Corey Perry's playing with, like Belmar and Maroon, or maybe different players that complement his game, and, and form a really mm-hmm. good fourth line, I think that would have been a good role for him on a, a cheap contract, but you know what? Not everybody wants to do that. Like, Corey Perry wants to keep playing, mm-hmm. he wants to win. Maybe Getslav just wants to retire. I think he just, he's he's yeah. had a long career, man. He's made a lot of money. But, I think he's just ready to go home, and I can't really blame him for that. It'll yeah. just, I, I like I love Getslav, but i was like to see him go. And seventeen
1: seasons is a long time here. Yeah, and it's not seventeen years because it's seventeen seasons. So mm-hmm. you have those. You have to add those up. Those lockout game. Those lockout years. Those shortened seasons for whatever reason. But yeah, and like, not every player is gonna be Jumbo Joe and play until. They can't play no more some players just understand that they to wake up like to wake up go to practice come home and the travel and whatnot you know there it takes a toll on you and yep some players realize they want to try something new
0: yeah i know exactly i think that's just that he's just he's just done i think he wants to go to his home to his family I don't think he wants to play anymore, and I don't blame him. You know, it's definitely, like you said, <clears> it takes a toll, and I think he realized it's his time. It's his time to like, he's earned it. Like He's won a cup. He's won at the international level. He's won in the juniors. He's, he's, he's part of the triple gold club, right? I thought he was. Demi, Did they win when he was in so, the World Junior Championship, or was that US this year? Uh, let me pull it up. So he has
1: a World Junior U18 uh u20 he's got two olympic golds and he's got a world cup of hockey and Uh, he's got a stanley cup
0: so triple gold club almost literally quadruple gold club if you want to consider the world cup of hockey in there so good for ryan Getzlav. he's retiring as a a legend in the game his jersey is definitely going to be retired in anaheim there's no way they don't Mm -hmm and yeah good for him maybe he'll maybe in a few years he'll be a coach like at Marte san louis he took a few years off came back as a coach mm-hmm. so maybe once his kids are a little bit older i don't know how many kids he has if he has one two i don't know maybe he doesn't have any kids but i'm pretty sure he does uh but anyway well maybe once they're a bit older and he's like him and his wife uh, like their kids are older and they, they don't need to be as hands-on maybe he'll be like All right, I missed the game, and I want to go back in some role. So maybe he'll take on a scouting role or some sort of minor role with the Ducks or any other organization close to home. And uh, yeah, I I can definitely see that. But for now, good for him, man. He's earned it. He's earned a rest. It's it's time. And I
1: know the Ducks aren't the greatest right now, but yeah, uh, the Ducks have been a force for a really long time. Uh, So just read off some playoff stats. Uh, twenty sixteen, seventeen. Ryan Getzlaf had nineteen points in seventeen games. In fourteen, fifteen, twenty points in sixteen games. He's a playoff uh, trooper. Thirteen, man. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And there, there are players that just show up in the playoffs, and that's that's their thing. But yeah, like twelve and fifteen, eighteen and thirteen games. Like the Ducks were a force for a really long time, and I think now it's time for to just completely commit to the rebuild
0: yeah and honestly i think you're seeing a brand new era on the ducks too like the ducks were always Mm -hmm. a bruising team to me whenever i'd watch them like i know they had skill like they could to quote tyson nash they could skill it up but they (laughs) also were able to beat you up so like get and perry like they were really skilled guys but they also were big guys even when they had bobby ryan like bobby ryan was still a like he was still kind of bulky in his own way that he could take a hit, he could give a hit. He could dish it out mm-hmm. too. Uh, so they always had a skilled grit style of game. Like they'd mix grit with skill. Whereas now it seems like the Ducks are trending towards skill and skill alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing. I'm just trying to say it's a new era. It's just, it's just different. And that's fine because hockey in the 2020s is not the same as it was in the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. It's different. And like this gets team up is go ahead
1: yeah oh this team is like still still finding out
0: who it is so exactly and that get yeah. was a 2000s player like that was his era and he fit it very well there's a reason he was successful especially at the beginning of his career and then as the game started to get more fat uh not more fast faster and faster uh near the mm-hmm. end of his career that's when you saw a lot of regression because speed was never a big part of his game mm-hmm. uh so honestly Great player for his era. He fit his era very well. Absolutely. And um, I'll miss him a lot. I have always loved I've Always looked up to him as a player. Uh, I mean, maybe not as a role model because I didn't follow the Ducks very closely, <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely really liked Getzlaf and and had a lot of respect for him as a player and as a person. Yeah. So, he's like a great guy on and off the ice. Good captain. Uh, They'll definitely miss him in the room. But uh, well earned retirement. Let me tell you, he, that guy's been through a lot of shit in in Anaheim. Yeah. I think he's ready to just kind of finally get to lie on the couch for a summer and just or lie on the beach because he's in Anaheim. But throughout the winter, just be able to lie on the couch and enjoy a hockey game over a beer and not have to worry exactly. about an eight pack. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, like an eight pack of abs or mm-hmm. whatever he has, but yeah, let's uh let's get into the next topic here. I, I think it's important. Speaking of older players, players with, you know, a good era about them, a good, uh, a good career. It's time to talk about Keith Yandel and his Iron Man streak coming to an end. Uh, basically, this is how I've seen it, okay? The Flyers aren't competing for the playoffs. Let's be honest, they're not competing for anything right now. The only thing you can argue players are competing for is their jobs, okay? Uh, I watched the Steve Dangle podcast today, or not watched, listened to it while at work this morning, and <laughs> Steve got very uh, Dangle got he-, he very heated about it, and I, I don't blame him. Uh, so basically, Keith Yandel's played I think 989 something like that games in a row without missing a single game 989 and there is uh, 12 games left in the flyer season and basically if if, Keith Yandel plays at least 11 of them in a row so the next 11 he would have reached a thousand games in a row without missing one game like that's that takes pure dedication hard work some luck, obviously, because, you know, an injury, some players, the players don't choose to get injured. It just happens. But, you know, he's definitely very get dedicated. He has his his routines and he sticks to it. And and that's that's important. And, and so Keith Yano was a, a great role model for a lot of younger players coming in because of his work ethic. He was always praised for his really good work ethic, his training, and, and his, his just, uh, I guess, dedication to the game, right? So ahead of this game... The flyers right they're playing the toronto maple leafs all right this is a big game this is a big this is a big market it's a saturday night game philly versus toronto Phil, uh Toronto's trying to make a name for themselves for the playoffs show that they're a contender a true contender not not a pretender as a lot of people have been saying and uh yand i mean philly is just trying to showcase or see what they have like see who they have so I understand why they're trying to get a rookie. And I don't remember the gr- rookie's name. I'm mean, going to be honest with you. He's never played an NHL game. It was his first NHL game. I know he was a minus four by the end of the game. And I, I feel bad on his name by heart. Maybe you can find a punch. Uh, the rookie that played for mm. Philly uh, on Saturday uh, against the Leafs. And from what I understand is they could have taken out anybody. Like they, they could have put Yandel in for literally one shift. Maybe, maybe run 11 forwards, 7 defense. Have Yandel play a shift. If you're really that desperate to not have Yandel play. Right? If they really don't want Yandel to play, that's what they could have done. But what it sounds like is the coach didn't even want Yandel to sit out. They announced it as a management decision. It wasn't announced as Mike Yo saying, yeah, I'm scratching Keith Yandel. I made the decision. He's not fit to play. No. Management. Management. Without pointing any specific names, (coughs) Chuck Flesher, uh, decided that Keith Yandel would not play. Uh, So Keith Yandel a game nine this would have been game 990 990 mm. in a row with literally 11 games or 12 games left in the season could have hit a thousand games he was not injured not sick not dealing with any nagging injury or anything he could have played and this is the team that's not in the playoffs whereas last year keith yandel had a let's be honest a decently rough season in florida But guess what? The Florida Panthers, a contending team last year, a top team. When the coach even proposed the idea of scratching Yandel, anybody thought of scratching Mm -hmm. Yandel, the entire locker room would say, no, you cannot scratch this guy. He's got the best work ethic. He's got a great streak. We're not scratching him. So a contending team found a way to play Keith Yandel for a full 82-game season and then chose to scratch him the first game of the playoffs. So if Florida can be contending with Hib, who Philly is saying is the reason for their failure for some reason, why can't Philly, a terrible team, find a spot for him in the roster? And let's be honest, Kevin Connaughton is not any better than Keith Yandel. Why not scratch Kevin Connaughton, put Keith Yandel on the left side, which he is a lefty, so you can do that, and play the rookie on the right side? You could have done that. Because basically they scratch Keith Yandel from the bottom six, uh, from basically the third pair right side and put in the rookie. You could have just scratched Kevin Cunadden and put in the rookie on the right side where they had Keith Yandel. And that would have been fine. And honestly, you would have had a a veteran line mate for your rookie, which would have been better than... No offense to Kevin Cunadden. I'm, I'm, he's a way better hockey player than I am. But if I'm if I'm a rookie going to the NHL, I'd rather Keith Yandel as my line mate than Kevin Cunadden, let's be honest. Mm. Keith Yandel is way more experienced, uh, especially about staying in a lineup and Keith and has the best experience in terms of staying in a lineup. Cause he literally had the longest Ironman streak. He had the best work ethic and, and dedication to the game to stay healthy for that long. So I don't blame the players for being outraged. Like Keith Yandell supposedly in his, in his interview or what we saw in his interview handled, it, handled it very well and was very professional about it because he is a pro and he's been in the league for a long time. But uh, Kevin Hayes was irate. Like he was so angry uh, I don't know if irate is the right word. It's more like very upset about it. And he's, he's, he's kind idea. of frustrated. Yeah. He's very frustrated because, and I think a lot of the players in the room were very frustrated, and it showed based on their performance. Basically, the entire like to give you an idea of how bad that game was against Toronto on a Saturday night, hockey night, Canada. Mm-hmm. Toronto and and Philly, their their sports and highlight package started the second period. Oh yeah, it was that bad. So it's disappointing at best, <laughs> like disappointing at best. Chuck Fletcher continues to prove that. I'm sorry that like he's proving that he's a terrible GM. He just continues to prove it. Like the only, like this is a lost season. You just traded Claude Giroux for a package that was underwhelming. Uh, and I know it was underwhelming because there's only one team he wanted to go to, but still underwhelming considering it's Claude mm-hmm. Giroux you just traded. Uh, and then, and then that's how you handle the Keith Yano situation. I mean, dude, like, literally it's a loss season. You have a chance for a feel-good story and that's how you handle it. Dude, like, I'm sorry, your asset management and your team management and roster management is just absolute dog water garbage, man. Like, that's terrible. Like, is Kevin Connaughton part of your future? Is he a future top four defenseman for you? Is that why you had to scratch Keith Yandel over him? It's just like, dude, I understand like you don't need to keep an Ironman streak for the sake of keeping it. As, like, especially because Keith Yando hasn't been great this year. But, dude, you, you played 70 games with Keith Yando. 70. You can't, and you're already out of the playoffs. You can't just last another 12 or just 11. You could scratch him for the last game. He's already gotten 1,000 by then. You couldn't make it to 10 more games, 11 more games with Keith Yando. You made it 70. And by the way, he was a free agent. Like they asked for this, they asked for Keith Yandle to be on their team. They signed mm-hmm. him. They went out and said, "Yes, we want you." And then after seventy games, like, yeah, no, we're good. Mm-hmm. That's on um, you. That's on you, Philly. Not on Keith Yandle. Yeah. I I get it. I I get that. Um, sorry, I just talked for eight minutes straight. By the way, I'm sorry about that.
1: That's okay. No, <laughs> no, we. We like the feel-good stories and and whatnot. I also understand that it's, it is a business and you need to do what's right for the business so then you can get your young guys in. Um, Kanaughton is like, you could have gone either way with Kanaughton or Yandel. I would have gone Yandel in the lineup uh, because that makes more sense.
2: Um th-
1: there's not a whole lot to say here. You can argue it all you want. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um right now. It's good yeah. You want you want somebody in there. You want somebody new. Ronnie Atard from they called him up from the university of
2: Sorry, I just saw it.
1: Uh Oh, Western Michigan. And yeah, this kid, I don't want to bag on Keith Yandel, but this kid looks really good. He had, um,
0: he's a minus four against he, Toronto, by the way. I, I don't want to dog on someone for their first game, especially when yeah. it's against a contending team like that. But I'm just letting yeah. you know they scratched Keith Yandel for his Ironman streak over a player that ended up being a minus four.
1: Yeah, so he just finished his universe or Western Michigan uh like season with 13 point 13 goals, 23 assists, 36 points in 39 games. That looks really good
0: as a defenseman.
1: Um as a defenseman. So
2: I get the push. I get the push and
1: I could see how they they just want um cuz are they Cause Keith is a right side, right?
2: A right side defense. He fan. plays the right side, but he's a lefty, so he can mm-hmm. play either side.
1: Yeah, I could, I could see how they just they could just want another righty in, and they took a righty out.
0: Um, yes, but once again, like you had Kevin Canadian in there. No offense to Kevin Canadian, like I'm sorry, you, you know who mm-hmm. Kevin Canadian is at this point. He's 28, 29, even even older than that. You know who Kevin Connaughton is, guys. You already know who Kevin Connaughton is. You don't He's need right. to play him the last 11 games. Just put Keith Yandel in Kevin Connaughton's spot and put in a Tard? Mm-hmm. A Tard, you said? A Lard? Yeah. A Tard. A Tard. That's... I Tar- uh, Wait. Oh, a- adderd. I think it might be Adard. 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 Okay, that's- Adard. that makes more sense. So yeah, you put in a dard. I And I get that. I-, I Honestly, good for him getting his first NHL game in. Uh, that's... Honestly, a great achievement as it is just playing a game in the NHL. So, good for him. And I hope he has a good career. I really do. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is, and I understand exactly why they wanted to get in the lineup. Because they want to give him a chance to play and see what they have for next year. And I get that. I'm just saying, why Keith Yandel? You could have taken out Ristolainen. You know who Ristolainen is. You could have taken him out and put mm. in and give him a rest day, a therapy day. You could have put in, or you could have taken out Kevin Kanahton. You could have taken out... Travis Sanheim, if you wanted to, you can take out
2: anybody,
0: but you choose the guy who's about to hit a thousand games straight in the NHL. Mm -hmm. That is a dick move, a brutal move, and one that honestly, I would would be irate over, if I'm the owner of the Flyers, all this bad publicity Mm -hmm. that I've already had all season, just got even worse because my GM made a stupid bonehead move that the coach probably didn't even want to make in the first place. The teammates in the locker room didn't want to make in the first place. And then you're sending this kid playing his first initial game. Uh, so Adard playing yeah. his first initial game. And he has to go into it feeling terrible because he just ruined Keith Yandle's Ironman streak. Come on, dude. Like, you know how bad he probably mm. felt? Like, that's his opportunity. He gets it because they decided to scratch a guy who's literally about to play a thousand games in a row. That's, yeah, that's but I also brutal, understand man.
1: that brutal. He, he's getting called up. He's getting called up. He he doesn't get to like he he's not asking to be put in the lineup on this day, and he's not asking to be uh, taken put in instead of Keith. No, you I know, know. I feel, but he probably feels this bad. kid like like and also like I love the sentimental stuff. But I also understand that like they they wanted to shake up the defensive core because in all honesty their their defensive core has been so bad all year. Yeah. Um just to drop some stats.
0: Keith Yandel needs so a minus one on
1: the season, by the way. I really like like we all love Keith Yandel for his Iron Man streak, but Keith Yandel at thirty five
2: is he has fourteen assists, one goal.
1: Um, where's his plus minus?
0: He's a minus thirty-one. I'm pretty sure.
1: He's a he's a minus thirty-one. So while while it is cool that he has played so many games in a row, like are we do we want to settle for a plus or a minus thirty-one here?
0: I mean, it's better than a minus on a, four on a bad team in one game. <laughs> I'm just, I, mm-hmm. I get exactly what you're saying, though. I, I totally yeah. understand. All logic agrees with you, okay? Like, I agree with you. Like, if it wasn't for his Iron Man streak, if it wasn't for any of that, he would have been scratched years ago, right? And so, I Even think not years ago, but he would have had a different not- role. But that being said, Philly did sign up for this. They did mm-hmm. already play 70 games with Keith Yandel in their lineup. They already had. Yeah. Already had. And you're telling mm-hmm. me that now, just now they realize that, oh, he's not the player he used to be? Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. Like, you could have, you could, like I said, scratch Kevin Kanahton. You could have scratched Rasmus Ristolainen. You could have scratched mm-hmm. literally anybody. And, like, the opportunity you're giving this kid is to play with Kevin Kanahton on the third pairing against the Leafs. He's gonna get absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Really, that's what you well, chose to do. I'm sorry. I like, think there is so many that better and, ways they can handle this. Yeah.
1: Well, that and you might see Risto scratched because they want to get they want to change up the lineups. It's just unfortunate that it was Brian Yandel this time around. Risto might get scratched next time. They might because they'll put in Keith. Um, even like, not Sanheim. Um, Risto might get scratched. Connaughton might get scratched. So there was just the chance that you've got these three people that you could have scratched and they, like, if if it was Connaughton this game, or last game that got scratched, and then Keithy Andel got scratched, I think we'd still have the same, we'd still be in the same boat here.
0: No, I'm just, just saying that you could have scratched yeah. other people and then just played out the rest of the season with Keith Yandel until he gets 1,000, and then say, okay, you're good. Mm-hmm. And then he would have retired yeah. in blissful peace with 1,000 mm-hmm. games played in a row. Uh, but anyway, on on that now, we, I think we've spent enough time on this. Let's move on to the next exactly. subject that's going to give me a brain aneurysm at this point, because I'm already losing my mind over the NHL. Mm-hmm. Trevor Zegers, Tyson Nash, and Jay Beagle. What do they have in common? Hot diggity dog in Arizona. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> to quote uh, Walt Disney's, um, oh God, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Mickey Mouse song. So, so uh, just to give a, a little reiteration of what happened, what the heck happened mm-hmm. between Arizona and Anaheim? So, okay, Anaheim up five nothing. Zeger scored a. Be- it wasn't five nothing at this point, but Zeger scores a beautiful, uh, basically an easy Michigan goal. He did it in his sleep because Arizona's defense was I don't know. Picking roses, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, so he scores this beautiful Michigan goal around Milano. Like it looked really good. Like it was, a, it was a nice goal. Yeah. And then uh, later in the game, it's five nothing. A few minutes left in the game. Like it's, it's literally a nothing game at this point. Zegers pokes at what he thought was a loose puck. Let's be honest. That jab at the goalie was so weak too. It wasn't even that bad. But anyway, uh, Beagle comes in and cross checks Zegers from behind onto the ground. And you know what? You see that all the time in the NHL. When you poke a goalie, you're going to get cross-checked. I was perfectly okay with JB Beagle doing that. I had no mm. problem. You poke my goalie, I cross-check you. You're setting a precedent for next game. Maybe you'll think twice about doing it, right? I get that. I yeah. totally get that. It's part of the game. I played hockey my whole life. It happened to me a lot. I was a pain in the ass. I was always in front of the net. I get it. Okay? I took a lot of cross-checks in my heyday. I understand. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh but here's where it goes south, okay? So after that, the Anaheim Ducks, all all the players swarm in, and it's supposed to be just a simple scrum, okay? A basic scrum where everyone kind of just grabs each other, these little half-assed yeah. jabs with their gloves on, like, like every other game. Okay, You see it every game. It happens literally 10 times a game. And the players know. Everyone knows that's just how it goes, okay? That's just how it works because no one wants to get hurt. But then out of nowhere, J. Beagle, mm-hmm. lo- like, I think something broke in his brain. Something snapped up there. I don't know what. Maybe a wire, exp- like, I don't know, some sort of neuron exploded up there. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to his brain, but he he looked like a psycho. Maybe he smoked some drugs between the period. I don't know. I don't know what J. Beagle's up to, but whatever. He did something, and he was angry, okay? So he just starts losing his mind. and he, So he has Troy Terry. And they're kind of wrapped up. I think Troy Terry made this mistake of going for Beagle, but I don't think he knew. I think he just thought, you know, we're just going to tie each other up and nothing's going to happen. So then Beagle just starts unloading punch after punch after punch on a Troy Terry who doesn't even have his gloves off. So this is not an agreed to fight, first of all. So basically, Jay Beagle's just punching the shit out of a guy who didn't agree to fight him. Uh, Beagle's got, I think, three inches and about 30 pounds over over, uh, Troy Terry. Uh, and Troy Terry has about, like, 90,000 points over jB Beagle. I'm just kidding. But a lot of points over jB Beagle, okay? So basically, it's a, a non-skilled grit guy tre- beating up a smaller, really skilled player in the NHL who has over 30 goals, over 60 points already, I think. Like, that's a good player, okay? Mm-mm. And just beating the shit out of him, okay? And then you, you see, see Trevor Ter- uh, Troy Terry, sorry, uh, on the ice at the end bleeding, okay? Like, it looks bad. Like, it's a bad look for the NHL. Like, yeah. you have a skilled guy in the. Like, Shit kicked out of him for no reason, okay? Uh, and then Beagle, after he beats up Terry, sees him on the ground, moves on, and starts punching Ziegris from across the ref in the face. And I'm like, or, or no, sorry, it wasn't Ziegris, it was another anion player. He it's just the, yeah. goes behind the linesman and starts punching the linesman. Not the linesman, but the player in the face with no glove on yeah. So he just starts throwing haymakers at another guy, okay? So th- meanwhile, this all is happening. Okay, we have Louis Erickson doing the best thing he's done in his career since putting up decent numbers with Boston. Or was it, da- no, Boston. Restraining Zegers. Louis just giving him a nice little bear hug from behind, like a nice like comforting hug, holding him back, okay, from going after Be- Beagle because I think Zegers would have died, okay? So then uh, we throughout this whole event, we have Tyson Nash commenting about the play. So I have the quotes here from nhl broadcaster color commentator tyson nash former nhl player he says that's the problem with these young players referring to both troy terry and trevor zegris you want to embarrass guys you want to skill it up you better be prepared to get punched in the mouth so just because you're a good hockey player he thinks you should be prepared to get punched in the mouth cool 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 good good i love that i love that That's a great thing for to tell young kids good job um and then later, this is Jeff Merrick reiterating uh, or just, I guess, uh, paraphrasing what Tyson Nash said on a podcast. He says, Nash said he shouldn't have said skill it up, but rather hot dogging. That's where I get my quote, hot diggity dog in Arizona. Uh, he says, he should have said hot dogging. He also didn't like the way the Ducks players smiled and smirked after scoring. So wow, how dare they be happy about scoring a goal. And when you do that, what followed is, uh, what followed is what you have to be prepared for. He thinks that, If you're happy for scoring a skilled goal, you should be prepared to get punched Mm -hmm. in the mouth. And then after the game, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, by the way. uh, And then after the game, uh, Trevor Zegers said this about, um, (laughs) said this about uh, Jay Beagle. He says, our best player, leading scorer, one of the best players, in my opinion, in the whole league. That's a bit of an exaggeration about Trotero, let's be honest. Not the best player in the whole league, but he's up there. He's definitely a good player. Uh, I take a shot. He comes in to help me. I get, I'm not going to name the player. So he doesn't even name Beagle's name, which is a huge diss in itself. And I love that. He says, Mm -hmm. but I get that he's going to punch him maybe once. But the fact that he's down, not engaged in a fight. I don't think he was down, but he was definitely not engaged in a fight. Uh, You're going to hit him three more times. I think it's embarrassing. I think he should be embarrassed. I'm not going to comment any further on whether or not I like, or whether or not I think he should have been able to get or should have even been able to get to Troy while he was on the ice, but I'm embarrassed that even got that far. I appreciate Troy for sticking up for me because I think that's a nonsense cross check with two minutes in a five nothing game. And he says I'm embarrassed for whoever it was. I'm not going to say his name anyway. He thinks the league should be st- should step in and punish him. Right now, I think the league should have done something. Should have at least said something. Mm. Maybe fine Beagle, suspend. I would have suspended him for one or two games at least, but. I do have to disagree with Ziggers on one thing. He definitely deserved the cross check. <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm. I'm not condoning cross checks. Maybe he should have deserved, like, I don't know, like a push. I don't know. Whatever. He definitely deserves some yeah. retaliation for poking the goalie. It's a five-nothing game. Don't do that. It's stupid. Uh, you learned that very early on in hockey. You just don't. It's just disrespectful. You don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're already winning five-nothing. Like that's you already won the game. All right. You know what I mean? Uh But I do agree with the Zegers. The NHL should have done something. They didn't because they're dumb. Uh, The NHL should have stepped in and said, hey, we're going to suspend this guy for one or two games because that's unacceptable. We want to protect their stars. No, because it's been proven time and time and time again. The NHL does not give a shit about their stars. They care more about the fucking depth player who's never going to play again in the NHL after this season than the guy who's going to be playing for the next several years. Right? They care more about Jay Beagle than Troy Terry. This event proved that. And the DOPs is hired goon after goon. Look at look what they hired. They George Perros. And I love George Perros' personality. He Seems like a great person. But they hired another goon in charge of the player safety. They hired a guy who literally would beat people up for a living in the NHL <clears throat> to be in charge of safety. What? That doesn't make any sense. What does he know about safety? All he knows is about beating people up. And he's like the code. And like, he's just going to keep this code around. That's what the, I guess, what the NHL wants. They don't want mm-hmm. skill. They have proven it time and time again. They don't even, I don't want to get into the headshot stuff, but they don't even yeah. believe in headshots. Like they don't believe that repetitive blows to the head leads to degenerative disorders later in life. They still don't believe that. Despite a test showing 13 out of 14 former mm-hmm. NHLers having some sort of um I don't know, what's the word uh cognitive disorder with their brain uh, like they 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 those former players gave their brain to science and so they did a study and they all had some form of CTE like and then that's some right. sort that's a form of degeneration of the brain so like uh there's a lot of former players they give like if, you, if you look at agent provocateur for example it's a really good podcast you should listen to with uh, alan walsh and adam wild they had hab's legend he's also a lawyer author like a legendary person honestly in general ken dryden on and uh he talked about like a, there's a player he knows that literally just like he forgets where his keys are all time. he spends like hours forgetting where things are and looking for them And this is a guy like, he's mm-hmm. not old like, he's like 50 or like 40 something he's he forgets where everything is he literally like, he was driving home from the, the, this I, this was one of alan walsh's clients he's like in his late 40s or 50s Driving home from the grocery store, which is like a couple miles away from his house, like not far, like a six minute drive. Calling Alan, asking for directions because he didn't know how to get back to, home, to get back home. Like, and now Gary Bettman's coming out here saying, "Oh, I know, I know science, guys. I know science. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> get out of here, man." I, there's so many things about the NHL I wish I could change because it would make the game so great. Because honestly, the product on the ice could be the best sport to ever to ever you'd ever see because the game's fast. The game's fast. Uh you know, there's not a stoppage and play every 20 seconds. Um the honestly it's it's high hitting, high intensity. People love that. And honestly, they just market it terribly and they also have a terrible brand, like a terrible image. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I don't want a, right. a long tangent there, but long story short, this hot diggity dog, I'm going to keep saying that, situation in Arizona proved yeah. That the DOPS, the NHL, even the NHLPA doesn't give a shit about its stars. They keep the code in the game because they want it. It's been proven time and time again, and this was proven again. They care more about people like Jay Beagle. And I understand treating players equally. I do understand that. But they care more about Jay Beagle than Trevor Zegris and Troy Terry. Yeah. All right. So,
1: well, let's just dissect the whole situation in general. So I'm just going to break it down step by step. So you first had Zgris. Um nice I'd, I'd say he wasn't I'd say he was looking for the puck. I wouldn't say he was raking for the puck. Because there's the there's a difference between um looking for the puck and when the pucks when the goalie's like there and they they've starfish. You can you can also not have the puck. Yeah. Because that that's still that's still open play.
0: Yeah, and, and it's fair that he tried for the puck.
1: I agree. Yeah, and if it's under, you know what? Even, like, this is how I see it. If it's, like, halfway under the pad and you can still get to it because the goalie doesn't have possession, definitely. Yeah. Because also, like, these guys, a lot of their money is based on goals. It's based on... Exactly. It's based on points. So if you're going like it sucks because this is why people hate like people like Brad Marchand and all these other like gritty players that will take the extra jab and want that money. Every
0: goal is a a million dollars sometimes. Like like the difference between twenty nine and thirty is huge. I agree. Exactly. So you know what? And that's that's where we'll start.
1: Uh, Do I think that was so the cross check? I guess I get it. I get a hundred percent. I get it, but also
0: to cross check somebody when their back is turned is kind of chicken shit. Yeah, but it happens all the time, and like, and like I honestly like I get it because that's the only angle Beagle has. Yeah, so I get why if, he did it. I don't like cross checking. Like I'd almost rather instead of going like this, if players went like this, does that make sense? Where their hands are closer yeah, together, right. so you're not. It's not the stick making contact with the player's back, it's your fists? That or I would have... Or, like, grabbing them, grabbing them, so then... Oh, I just realized, I just did a, a visual without explaining what my visual was. Basically, I just moved my hands closer on the stick, so that instead of the stick making contact with the player's back, it's your fists. But that's not a natural thing to... Like, that's not a natural way of grabbing your hockey stick, so I completely understand like I've cross checked before I literally crossed my buddy the other week accidentally like I didn't even mean to do it it was just a natural instinct to try to push him off the puck and I accidentally crashed him and it wasn't on purpose it was just an instinct accidentally and it happened and it obviously Mike's the dirty it. player <laughs> yeah. Mike's fine, Mike oh Jesus um uh but no, no we're like we got over it fast like we understood it was an accident yeah. he, he pushed me back too like it's fine like it happens but also, like, I also get it because he's trying to clear the front of the net. So I completely understand the cross-check. I don't like cross-checking in the game. I'm not yeah. a fan of it. But I understand where it's coming from. And honestly, like, you can't penalize that because no one gets penalized for that. Right.
1: Anyways. So, on to Tyson's, Nat, Tyson Nash's um, comments. I think Brutal. I, I really like Tyson Nash in general. I think what he said was wrong. Because the game is more skillful now, which is, yeah, which in all honesty is way more fun, and it a lot allows, more fun. yeah, well, it allows your St. Louis, your Goudreaux, your your Jerbs, um, it allows those players to flourish because you can be a sniper at, um, like you five can be four. Cole Caulfield, just a sniper at five two,
0: yeah, like nathan gerby <laughs> and and tyler ennis were before their time they exactly were before, like if they grew up in this era oh, man like i i've seen some good tyler ennis goals in in his career when he played in buffalo especially mm-hmm. but man if he was up and coming in this in this era oh baby i'd love to see some tyler ennis
1: mm-hmm. and the thing was how what goal was it, the zebras goal was it like the first it was or the second or...
0: it was like the fourth or fifth it... one i th- is, yes it was one of the later ones it was a michigan one I, it looked good i liked it it looks really good i but i also understand that like
1: what are you doing pulling a michigan off as your fourth goal if it's there it's there
0: who like, cares take it fourth, for sure eighth ninth goal just save it yeah. man Just say just stop them then if it if it's i think that, that was a goal is a goal like what yeah. like what's the difference between if, if my fourth goal was between the legs snipe on a breakaway Versus mm-hmm. a Michigan goal. What's the difference? They're both skilled plays. One of them is just newer. I think newer. they're both skilled plays. One um, um, just newer. But I think what Tyson
1: Nash was trying to get across was that if you're running, you're running up the score with. Um, so if you're if it was the fourth or fifth, I completely understand that when you're pulling a Michigan on your fourth or fifth, like it's kind of it's definitely embarrassing for the team. For Arizona, and I think so. Get
0: good and yeah. spend money on your team, but okay. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, no. That's where I'm. <laughs> I'm that's where I'm kind of understanding from.
1: Yeah, I, I get. I'm I get the, I get why Nash. he's
0: embarrassed, and I that, and that's where the cross check is. As I understand the cross check more and more, like I get why cross check because you want to protect his goalie, but also because he's embarrassed and that's his way of retaliating. But the freak he exactly. did was not was not standing up for yourself. What he did was just. Freaking stupid and ass- exactly. literally literally assault. Let's be honest, with you. I was assault on skates, mm-hmm. and it he'd wasn't be in great. jail if it wasn't for him playing hockey. Yeah. So there's Tyson
1: Nash's comments dissected. We're
0: yeah, essentially, they, you know, if it's your fourth or
1: fifth. Yeah, and I think Tyson Nash played in the era where, like, if you were doing things like that, you were gonna get hit. You had the progress in that in that area. That, that
2: wouldn't stand for that, you know. Um, all
1: right, so that's that dissected. You can't. The refs need to clean it up with the fights. All right. Granted, though, Jay Beagle was
0: issued a two minutes for roughing game on misconduct. top of a yeah. game misconduct. But that's not enough because there's only three minutes left in the game. So that's where. De- that, but the yeah. refs, the refs, in their own right, called that perfectly. Like that is it's fine. The That's, DOPS it's is where it, they messed up, not the refs on this one. The linesmen did yeah. mess up though, and, and I think you're about to get at it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But you can't... I think if you're going to have fights in the game, you need the, both the refs and the players to understand the code. So one of the things... Of, from what I understand in the code of fighting is if you're going to fight somebody, it's reciprocal.
0: Exactly. There has to be a bit you of can't... a mutual acceptance or agreement to the fight mm-hmm. or else it's just so a one. Of, yeah. So one of the
1: fights I want to bring up is the Nick Felino Corey Perry fight. From Corey the Perry did agree to that, uh,
0: but he didn't throw a punch.
1: Exactly. But essentially, it's mutual.
0: Yes, it was still you gross. Even... Mm. It was still gross to watch. I was in disgust watching that because I literally knew Corey Perry wasn't going to throw a punch and he didn't because he's a respectful person that didn't mean to hit Tavares because everyone who with a brain knew it was an accident. But I yeah. understand the Leafs' anger because they didn't know it was an accident because they couldn't have seen it from the bench. But everyone on TV knew it was an accident. Does that, under- does that right. make sense? So I understand where Fleuryno right. was coming from in that moment, but it was still a gross fight to watch. But I get, I get what you're saying. It was definitely, it was right. a, agreed upon fight. Exactly. Yeah, so,
1: you know, gloves are off. Troy Terry isn't a fighter, doesn't have a, have a reputation as a fighter. And Troy Terry didn't do the thing where he punched somebody and then turtled. He, he made space, you know, got his hands on um, Beagle Plano. and then was like, no, no, this is Beagle. Uh, oh, Beagle, we are have a Beagle situation. and Terry. He he just kind of wrapped him up so then nothing else would happen. And Beagle started throwing hands.
0: Yeah. Without can... Terry even knowing, because they were wrapped up, Terry couldn't have seen his hands get free. And Beagle just exactly. started unloading punches. Yeah, agreed. So,
1: that's the thing I, I really hate is if... You're going to fight somebody because your sport allows you. You also have to understand there, there is the code. You can't fight somebody. You can't punch somebody when their back is turned. You can't punch somebody when they're, when they're on the ground. Yeah. When they're not in a position to also fight you. That's my biggest problem mm-hmm. with that. And that's what I want the league to see. Because fights... Hockey has the unique
0: thing where fights are fights allowed. Are allowed. Like and the NBA, like if you look, if you watch the NBA, this is a great example. I, I'm also using it from the SDPN because I really love this example. I know yeah. I'm, I keep quoting them, but like I I watch them and I enjoy them and, and whenever they have really good takes, i like, I like to, I guess, say them over again or just kind of like reiterate them a bit in my own words. Mm-hmm. But I think it was, I don't know if it was Adam or, or Steve, I think it was Adam, but like the NBA doesn't employ a goon to be like their 12th guy on the bench. To throw out there to beat up LeBron James whenever he's like insulting you or making you look bad. No, no, all they mm-hmm. can do is just play better and beat them at the game they're playing. It doesn't turn into an MMA fight all of a sudden with like some like Pat Maroon version of the in the NBA against Cory Perry a version of Corey Perry in the NBA. Like it doesn't turn into like a freaking throwdown between two NBA players just beating each other up on the NBA court. No, it becomes a battle of the game. You see, stars get fired up in the NBA because they want to beat LeBron and they want to show it to him. You know, and you get a battle of celebrations and many mm-hmm. happy sc- screams. But you get what I'm saying, like, like you know, they, they yell like "woo" or whatever after they score. You know, like they mm-hmm. they get pumped and they, it's all gets put into the game and they don't like, yeah, you'll get fights every now and then, but not like crazy brawlers to kind of slap each other, hit each other, push each other. We don't get a crazy beat down that turns into the MMA. Like no one wants that. Like I, I know some, like a lot of fans like that, but I don't like seeing one of my favorite players get the shit kicked out of him by Jay Beagle. No one wants to see that. Like, I don't care to watch like Ryan Reeves does have his moments, but like, and like he can still play in the league, but like, I don't care to watch a fight. You know, I just want to watch hockey. I don't want to watch two guys beat the crap out of each other all the time. If I wanted to see that, I'd go watch a freaking boxing match. I'm not here to watch boxing. I'm here to watch hockey. I'd love for every line to be able to be a skilled line. And yeah, there's gonna be big hits sometimes. And yes, there's mm-hmm. gonna be headshots. It happens. But if headshots were out of the game, it was just if you hit if you hit a guy through the head, it's an automatic game is coming if You're out. Everyone would adapt. It's the same thing that Kendra made this example. It's the same thing as the puck over the glass. It used to not be a penalty all the time. It used to be based on the intention. Well, they changed the rules so that every time the puck was over the glass, it's a penalty. Without, like, mm-hmm. without interference in your own end, right? In your, yeah. And players adapted. Everyone understands. Oh, it's stupid but he put the puck over the glass. Penalty. Right. Headshots should be the same thing, but fighting too. Like, why, why are we allowing guys to kick the shit out of each other who aren't first of all, are not trained fighters. They're not. So they don't mm-hmm. know how to protect themselves properly. They're just two guys on skates throwing down each other. Like, they could fall on the ice and crack their head open, which sucks, first of all. A lot of injuries there. But also, like, they're just fighting each other. You know, mm-hmm. like, you get a few, like, bench claim brawls in the M- MLB and stuff. You don't, it doesn't happen every game. You don't see a fight almost every game. The NHL doesn't have fights yeah. every game anymore, but they're starting to pick up again. I'm noticing more and more fights In the NHL lately. And I don't know if it's trying to regress back to what it used to be. And and be less about skill. And I think if that happens. You'll see a lot of fans walk away from the game. I'm telling you. telling you right
1: now. But. So essentially. The fights are good for the game. Because what somebody told me was. And because I I play a sport that doesn't allow fighting. Mm -hmm. So. The reason why. They they don't want fights all the time, but they, they don't mind them is because it essentially, it acts like a thermometer for the game. So during like games, like the battle of Alberta, you know, when Zach Hassian and and are going at it, they fight, they fight and then they're done. Right. They're done. It's settled.
0: And for that, and that I understand that's re- the fight. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, it, that's, essentially the point the problem is when you have fight after fight after fight after clean hits too but the alternative is so when i play rugby you know there there are things that go uncalled you do take cheap shots i i've been on the receiving end and i've also given the reason why they allow they don't they allow the fights is because if you don't the the escalation. They don't want escalation. Right. Into a fight that they can't control. Well, the refs, essentially. Like a team brawl. Right. Exactly. So the reason why they allow fights is it puts a... It ends the situation, you're done. And that's what the players... That's generally what the players understand. As soon as we're, we're done fighting, we're done. Because... You can't, you can't fight every single time, or else you're in the box for five, and these are all, um, these are all NHL players, so they, they're very good. It doesn't matter if you're fourth, first, fourth or first line, you're gonna, you have the potential to score, and you have the potential to, to improve your contract, your life or whatever by goals and whatnot yeah so you're not gonna fight every time but yeah i think just control it and then dps like clean clean it up you want a little bit more consistency with your with your um rulings here because this, this is suspension worthy you know
0: that was just Definitely a suspension-worthy play that didn't even get a a single tweet from the DOPS, not even a Mm -hmm. bit of an ounce of uh, like response by them, which is Mm unacceptable too. Uh, And yeah, juniors don't have fights. By the way, the world like in the junior leagues, they don't have fights. It happens, but they get kicked out of the game. Like you know, you're not allowed to fight.
2: I think that's okay.
0: And those leagues are fine. I'm fine fine with that. What's the difference then? Like, there's. I'm just saying it's not necessary. These are adults. These are grown men. Like. They don't have mm-hmm. to fight. Yeah,
2: they just, I think they that's fine. Think they, ha- I don't like, the think leagues. they have
0: to. So, I, don't no. know. it's just a culture thing that I think needs to change over time and will change over time. Mm-hmm. It's you seeing less and less fights. One thing that does have to go though is the fights after clean hits. That's just so boring. Yeah, it's like, yeah. wow, what a nice hit! Oh, he's fighting. Wow, mm-hmm. and, and then it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, cool. So yeah, I, but I don't
1: think. Time. Fights will ever disappear from the game? No, no, because it's
0: too fast of a game, and, and tempers flare because the game is really mm-hmm. fast, right? I I get that. I, yeah, but then I also appreciate when because
1: Connor McDavid is always going to have a target on his back, yeah. and as much as I bag on the Oilers for like their uniform, their coaching, their GMs, their goalies, their defense, their offense. They're depth <laughs> anyways. Um So a lot of stuff. It's what I like, I really like it when like I don't know, like when Darnell Nurse comes in and he protects your player. Because as as um as the player that's being defended, it gives me confidence that I can do what I can do. And I've got Darnell Nurse like Um, even though that is contract is Looking way terrible. too much yeah looks so good even though he got scored on he was like a like a minus four anyways um it it's assurance for me as a like a pure goal scorer or pure skill guy yeah that i've got somebody protecting me and i think exactly what you need
0: i think lucky looting makes you, a great... you do need those yeah, I think, and I yeah. think Lucky Looney makes a great point in the comments here. He says, we need more security men like Bufflin just dragging people out of the bar. You know what I think <laughs> the NHL should do? They should hire a guy like Bufflin, same size, who can skate well enough to get to a certain spot on the ice, but hire Bufflin for the Jets or for wherever he lives, but hire guys of his size. Just kind of put the skates on, sit in the box the whole game, watch the game front row seat. You're sitting between the boxes, have a door there, just have them mm-hmm. sit there with skates on, just watching the game, having a good time. Give them a beer or two. Let him drink whatever he wants. Let me whatever he wants. But as soon as the game gets out of hand, throw them out there. Just have them break out of that. That would be a, such a funny moment, by the way. You'd have like some music playing too. Like, may have like some police sirens going. Give them like a police uniform, and just have them yanking people out of scrums, just <laughs> ragdolling everybody. You do it? Have, like, a seven-foot-tall okay. guy who's, like, 300 pounds just throwing players around. That would be so fun. Oh. oh my God. Can we do God. that? Can we? I want a goon for the refs. Yeah, just have a goon squad of refs that just come barreling out of a door whenever the game gets out of mm-hmm. hand. and just kind of throw everyone around, just kind of handle all the, manhandle all the players. That would be so funny. Because the refs, like, like sometimes like mm. scrums get out of hand, like there's only four refs. There's 10 skaters, I guess 12 if you include the goalies on the ice. That's a lot for four people to handle. Like, I understand the refs are all, they're all like a lot of the lines are like pretty bulky, like in good shape, a lot of them. But, like, it's hard to handle. Like, these guys are all like trained athletes that are huge. Like, it's hard to hold them back. So, four right. people for 10 players or 12 skaters if you include the goalies, that's a lot so have, have mm. like a guy like bufflin just chilling in the box ready to go whenever you need him just kind of goes out there yanks people out of the scrums you know just kind of manhandles everybody i think players would kind of uh if they start seeing players get manhandled by a ref <laughs> like that they'd kind of be like okay let's back off a little bit guys i don't want to get all i don't right. get thrown across the room by a guy like bufflin that'd be hilarious mm. and i'd be all for it that'd be so funny Kind of like a special theme song playing like some police sirens going off in this that I mean, make for such a fun spectacle too just watching your favorite play like imagine there's a scrum with Marshawn just beating on remember when tom wilson was beating on panarin and all of a sudden yeah. this giant ref or guy in a in a police outfit with skates on just comes flying at wilson grabs him and just brings him to the box like how funny would that be i'd be all for it man i'd be all for it be hilarious and if you fight back to the guy, it's an automatic twenty-game suspension. All right. Let's move on
1: to our final segment. All right. So there's a couple of people in chat, which is nice. So Mike and I, we, if we were the hockey gods and had to create the perfect player, we're gonna do a current player and a and a all-time NHL player. Oh, I did all current players. Okay. Okay, cool. I just did uh, a current. Then I can just introduce my current player, too. Um, But yeah, so if we had the opportunity to create the perfect player, these are the aspects we'll take. And we'll get chat to vote on who they think would be the greatest player, or the better player. So we'll start off with shot. Mike, whose
0: shot would you I think give we picked Matthews. Guy? You picked Matthews? I did pick Matthews. Yeah, we both picked Matthews. I picked Matthews' slash hands.
1: Oh, you went Matthews'
0: shots and hands. Okay. Yep. Uh, for my hands, I went Patrick Kane. That's really good, actually. I should have gone Patrick Kane. But I, I picked Matthews because his hands complement his shot. That's kind of why I, I put them together. Mm. Martin Furk. No, Martin Furk for only <laughs> slap shots. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whose IQ slash playmaking would you take? So I did all current players, so I picked Nick Suzuki because I love the way he thinks the game. He's mm. a really smart player. Uh, so I picked Nick Suzuki because he thinks the game well both ways. I, if I had to go all the time, I'd say Gret- Gretzky, but I took uh, Nick Suzuki. All right. I, I actually took Crosby. I really like Crosby's game now because it's...
1: He moves away from... Um, well, he does both now. He can score himself and... He makes plays, and he's looking. He's making these like not not these scrubs. These medium level talent in all play respects. really
0: well with him. I mean, Jake exactly. Enslin, in his own rights, amazing. But like, he always elevates like random players they bring in. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. For so, whose physical build would you use? So the build I use. So imagine a player of this stature with Matthew's shot. Suzuki's IQ, uh, Matthew's hands, and John Scott's body. Imagine John Scott with the skill and shot of Austin Matthews, the IQ of Nick Suzuki, and I'm trying to throw my skating in there, the skating of Connor McDavid. Oh my God, this guy would destroy the league. He'd run through everybody. You try to check him? Well, too bad. He's running over you. That would be insane. You want to hit him? Too bad. His head's up here. You can't reach him. It would be... The best player to ever play the game the a guy of John Scott's size had all of Matthews, Suzuki, and mm-hmm. David's talents combined, and we'd call right. him. Uh, what would we call him? Oh my god, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just Achara. describing Curtis McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Um, my skating, I had to throw
1: one shark in here. Was your Mike build Gino, though? Which, oh, it's um. I picked Alexander Ovechkin. The Russian machine. Yeah, fair enough. Never he's a, he's a solid dude. All right, I had to pick one shark, and I know he's been on the low recently, but he's coming back up. I pick. I pick Eric Carlson skating. The man can't skate anymore. What do you say? You you lost. I, you lost. That's you lost. wrong. You're Eric lost. Carlson's,
0: Eric Carlson's such a good skater. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Mm-mm, not anymore. Not what he used to not compared to what he used to be. You're choosing Eric Carlson. If you chose prime Eric, Eric Carlson, I'd understand, but even then you could have had McDavid as your skater. But McDavid's fast. We know McDavid
1: because he's fast. And Eric agile. Carlson. Eric Carlson
2: moves so no, well. No. He
0: protects the puck. If your player's a defenseman, I, mean, I understand why you chose the defenseman, but if he's a forward, then that's just Sonnell. I could definitely put him on the defense, though. So. All right. Well, then yeah, that's a bit more fair because I, I wouldn't want McDavid skating in the defense at all. McCars. I'd want Kill McCars, my skating, for a defenseman.
2: But, all right. I like
1: Eric Carlson. Has, has some great. It's his style <laughs> now isn't run and gun like it would have been in with Ottawa. It's more like. It's more protect the puck, move laterally, and keep it so you can make a play. That's what I. That's what I like. That's what I think
2: is really good skating. So
0: you or like that's the, my interpretation. I just, I just don't like. I've seen Carlson get beat so many times this past season mm-hmm. because of his stride. So mm-hmm. I think that I alone don't think will he's... allow me to win. So. Chat. I'm not gonna do a poll because okay. they can just they can just uh, they can just uh, say it in chat. I think there's we got Kevin, Lucky Looney, and Spider-Man from Naruto. So guys, would you prefer a player with Matthew's hands and shot, Suzuki's mm-hmm. IQ, John Scott's build, and McDavid's skating, or would you rather a player with Matthew's shot? I mean Patrick Kane's hands are nice, but Patrick Kane's hands. Uh, you said mm-hmm. IQ of who? Crosby. Crosby's IQ. player right there the build of ovechkin and the skating of eric carlson who i'm gonna find i'm gonna find clips you go with dude but if you find a clip of him in an auto center jersey it doesn't count because he doesn't skate like that anymore unless you're unless you're saying unless you're saying his prime skating i'll find that's good i'll find sharks clips Oh, God. There are clips. It's let, me, just... let me find the thousands more clips of him getting beat off a scare just skating by him and hit, watching him struggle as he tries to catch up to him. Like, um, Kev, well, I got a vote from Kev. Kev's already voting for me here. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. <laughs> Kev player. Shout out to Kev player. Clearly a genius in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think mean, we got an ad. I think we got an ad here. That's an That's L. That's an L. We just got, I think, a minute of ads. I hope not. I hope Mm -hmm. to God not. Uh, Spider-Man, although maybe I'll wait. Mike's build at that bad. I don't know what he means by Is my build bad or are you picking my build? I guess we can't vote for my build, but I'll go Mike, I guess. Punch. this is tough (laughs) to watch right now. Uh, Lucky Looney's build said Phil Kessel everything. Joffrey Lupul's health. (laughs) I mean, and his name is Get, uh, Barry Getman. I think that that sounds like a superstar in the NHL right there. I was ready to give it to mm-hmm. Punch with the Suzuki IQ, but he fumbled it with Carlson skating. That's what I'm saying. You had it. You literally had the win because of my Habs Homer home Homer mentality. You had it in the mm-hmm. bag, and then like you dropped it at the one yard line, and I picked it up for an end zone touchdown. Like that.
2: That's tough. That's tough,
0: Punch. But also like. Chat, how often are you guys watching Eric Carlson? I see him all the time getting clipped here. Yeah, if if you swapped Carlson from a Carskadi and you said he was a defenseman, oh my God, you'd destroy me in a heart. I was actually thinking, okay, so. It's too late. You locked it in. The votes happened. I won three to nothing. It's too late.
1: Funny enough, though, because when I was writing, like, I was making the draft, I literally had, like, I don't know if you guys can see it.
0: You had Makar. I had Makar. I had Makar. I think that makes it even worse, though. <laughs> you, you had I, the winning yeah. team right there. It's like It's I like, did. It's, it's like you, did. you're a GN that put together a superstar team. And then at the trade down, you said, ah, f- fudge, I'm going to trade away. Like, let's say you had a superstar team right there, ready to go. And then you're like, ah, f- mm. I want to switch my defenseman here. You make the swap, and then, boom, your team sucks. You lost your best defenseman. Like that's or it's like it's like the Canadians trading away Ryan McDonough when they could have had a McDonough Subban pairing for Scott I Gomez. That's what you just did. That's right there. I will. But we do appreciate chat. Aspire from Naruto says we appreciate your passion for your team. We do because your mm-hmm. team was solid right there. Honestly, your team was solid. Just Carlson ruined it mm-hmm. for you. I wouldn't say ruined it. I just think
1: he's just not what he was.
0: Yeah. I think Prime Carlson, though, is a good pick, especially if you're a defenseman. I definitely agree. Uh, I was thinking about that, too. I was like,
1: do I want to go Prime Carlson? Because that's what I was thinking of, and I was like, I guess.
0: But then I also yeah. just
1: didn't feel like... I was like, all right, yeah. both, both Carlson's...
0: I, I didn't really go with Prime anybody. I just kind of went with players as they are now, and that's kind of why... Like, all my players are really young on my list, except for John Scott, because I just wanted his build, yeah. but... Like, I, th- I think you were like I-, I love your pick for Crosby honestly. Mm. I I should have picked Crosby. I don't know what I was thinking there. I love Suzuki. Yeah. I love the way he thinks the game, but that's just me being biased as a Habs fan. Mm-hmm. Um like I think if I swapped Crosby in there, my pick would have been really good. But mm-hmm. I-, I had to be a homer and I think your sh- your homership or your your love for your but team I think- costed you a bit more than mine unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's do, you
1: want- do you want do you want to try an all all-time one?
0: Do you, I'm do, not can I'm you not, think like, of an all-time one. I'm not great with like historic players. Like I'm good with current players, I'm good with the prospects. Like I'm usually good with that kind of stuff, but like historic players there's always going to be someone I completely forget about. Mhm. You know, like I'll, I'd like if I had to do all-time I'd go with IQ Gretzky. Shot yep. I'd go I still go with Matthews to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh build I'd still go with John Scott cuz I don't think we would we would <laughs> ever see a freak of nature, freak of nature like that. With that kind of skill, yep. maybe Bufflin, maybe go with Bufflin. Actually, I'll go with Bufflin's build, and then skating, I'm still gonna go with David, like mm-hmm. he's the fastest player of all time, basically. Maybe Barzal, yeah, maybe you know, maybe Barzal, but I think McDavid has better agility than Barzal, so I'm gonna go with McDavid what? as my skating. I'm gonna go with Gretzky as my IQ. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with John, uh, sorry, Dustin Bufflin as my build. I'm gonna stick with Matthews for my shot, and then hands, I'm gonna go Patrick Kane. I think you had the right choice. Yeah. There. Tony uh, Hand is mine. everything. That's a legend, right there. I guess you watched. Uh, you watched the video too. Uh, who made that video? It was. Was it? It wasn't. Was it Rob Talks Hockey? No, it wasn't Rob Talks Hockey. Mm-hmm. Who made that video about Tony Hand. That was fun. That was a good one. A well, legend okay. in, in so, British hockey.
1: This is the one that I made, and it doesn't have any current NHLers because I thought I'll leave the current one for the current, and then legends for legends. So for my build. I picked Mario Lemieux, just because, like, I saw Critter say it, and, like, Mario Lemieux is six foot, like, six, and he was built like a freight train. Um, for my shot, I said Ray Bork, just because he, he was a nasty defenseman, just, he was so accurate. Um, IQ, Steve Yazerman Steve Yzerman.
0: Um, Skating Timu Solani, and then hands Yaromir Yager. Maybe you could gotten, like Timu Solani shot from a specific season where he killed it. I feel like because I was watching clips of Yaromir Yager earlier,
1: and he like he isn't known for his hands, but he's got really good hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a
0: good. That's a good player right there. I'm not gonna lie to
1: you. That's All right. A good player. So we'll go with our last segment.
0: Oh, yeah. We uh, we'll pick. Well, we'll pick our games. Right. Well, well, we don't have Berta today, and he usually handles that. So maybe we'll wait till the next podcast to do that. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna write him down. You want, want? Oh, you, you know. want? Yeah, you can handle it for today. Actually. Yeah, I'll
1: to. I'll write him down. Sure. And then we won't make these ones count towards Berta's record. Oh, they won't count anyways, because they're by
0: anyways. Well, it, we it makes we sense. we can count them. We'll just add them to the uh, the total. Like for next time, we'll just count both of them. We'll, we'll ask, or we can ask
1: Bird offline. True. All right. So first games:
0: Sabres, Hurricanes. I've got the Canes. Yep, same here. Are you gonna write mine down too, or do you want me to write my own? Just curious. I've got yours. Oh yeah, awesome. I've got yours. All right. Yeah, I got Flyers, well. Blue Jackets. Flyers, Flyers Blue, Blue Jackets. Jackets. I'm gonna go Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'm gonna go Blue Jackets too. I really like Patrick Liney oh i have him on Fancy hockey he's killing it right now by the rest of my team's kind of slowed down but he's good man oh matthews just scored a hat trick for me the other day so
1: i'm looking nice
0: yeah if you panthers have matthews on your team you don't have to worry he's so good <laughs>
1: panthers maple leafs
0: leafs on a back-to-back I'm going panthers
1: i'm gonna go leafs because i need another hat trick for awesome matthews um <laughs> I need another hat trick so
2: I can, like, get ahead. All right.
0: Penguins-Avs. got I think the Penguins won the last matchup, didn't they? No, I think the Avs did. I'm going to go with Penguins. I'm going to go off the board. I think, I think everyone's going to go Avs here. I'm going to go Penguins on this one. Kev saying Ponce right. hockey because I, I went against his Leafs. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> uh, you're on a back-to-back against from playing Tampa yesterday. You destroyed Tampa. You're going to Florida now. I think I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm calling it at least a like maybe an overtime loss or like a 4-2 loss, but I think a loss.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh Devils okay. Rangers. Rangers. Uh I've got the Rangers too.
0: The the Devils can't keep a puck out of their net to save their lives right now. So Neither
1: can the Rangers though. Actually, they I mean they have As just long as
0: Stirckens in
1: Fine. If it's Jorgiev,
0: no, but if it's Justurkin, they're fine. Yeah. The problem is, it's like
1: Adam Fox, you're so good. You have like two points in a game, but then you're like minus six.
0: Yeah, his defensive game's not very good. Absolutely. I don't think think enough people talk about that. So whenever you're like, oh, yeah, him for Norris, guys, his defense is not good. Like, well, not. It's not. It's not like it's not good. It's just not great. Like, it's not. It's just not exceptional. Yeah and yeah. whereas Canadians yeah
1: uh, Canadian Canadians versus
0: sense. who Sense. oh Habs more Habs today I'll go Habs too come on baby let's go Habs say la boo to I need a win today yeah
1: Red Wings Bruins I don't think I need to really nope, ask don't even
0: ask me don't All even right, ask so me alright so Wicks for Mike
1: <laughs> Bruins for me
0: yeah exactly I love I love me betting against the Bruins right now no, I, I'm picking the birds. Easy. Uh, Preds Wild? Uh, Preds Wild. Ooh, I'm going to go Preds. I'm going to I'm go Wild this time around. There's a lot of games tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, stars Islanders. I've got the Stars. I'm going Islanders, baby. They're riding a the hot streak right now. I want them to keep it going. They're 11 points back of the... Uh, the Caps right now, Caps are playing bad. Islanders are playing well. If they can win a few more games in a row here, if the Caps lose a few, mm-hmm. could make for a fun possibility if, if we get lucky here. That'd be kind of fun.
1: All right, and the last game, your San
0: Jose Sharks against the Oilers. Oh, You, you already know who I have. Oh, God. I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers on this one. Sorry. I just don't see how you guys contain McDavid. Or Dreisaitl?
1: I think it doesn't matter if Dreisaitl and McDavid score, as long as we score more. I think the Sharks are scary in the fact that you could be down, like, yesterday against Dallas, or the other day against Dallas, they were down 1-4 fo- one, one to four in the second, and then when I checked back later, it was a 4-5 game. I was like,
0: that's actually not bad. I think yeah. that's.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's um that's the thing about the sharks. I spent like even the Vegas game you're you're down four, or you're up four, and then you just saw it like evaporate. You yeah, you just saw leads lead are not evaporate. a thing in sharks games. Is what you're saying? Oh, it's it's scary. Yeah, even right now when they're like kind of dog shit, like they can still pull out like a weirdest the weirdest wins against like. Calgary or, yeah, not the Abs, but like all these like teams the, that they should win against.
0: The the Abs are a bit of a, a a bit of a difficult wagon to take down, but I I can see them beating the Flames every now and then for sure. Like it happens. They uh, they beat the Flames twice this year. Oh, maybe they're the kryptonite to the Flames right now. And the like Kev makes yeah. a good point. Like Sharks Oilers is is definitely tossable. Like I I could have gone either way there. uh It'll probably mm-hmm. like Kev says end around seven five, maybe eight five, something ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, the Oilers are terrible keeping the puck out of the net themselves. They added Brett Kulak. I love Brett Kulak. But he's not going <laughs> to... He's going to make a slight difference, but he's not going to save them. He's not their savior. I think they should yep. address goaltending over the uh, deadline, slash offseason, slash last deadline, slash last offseason, slash last deadline. But they Just... never did. So.
1: Well, they picked up Kosa, though, so I'm excited for that. Hopefully, Sebastian Kosa, mm. like makes his way into the league, but that won't be for a while because he's still in junior. But I think that's...
2: that's us. (laughs) That's us. Yep.
0: I mean, We'll we'll see if he turns out. I mean, you never know. Mm -hmm. He's still very young. Goalies are weird. It's hard to predict them. But Mm -hmm. I think that's going to do it for today's stream. We appreciate everyone for stopping by. Uh, Critter asks, late stream now or what's going on so basically uh critter we we started a podcast all together well i'm sure you're aware um called the fan connection so myself Ponch, and burnerman burnerman couldn't make it today unfortunately he had a he had a prior engagement that he had to get to and and we completely understand obviously um so he'll be back on the next podcast so basically we have a podcast every tuesday and thursday at uh 5 30 p.m eastern time basically whenever i'm done work uh, we hop on a podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Just kind of shoot the shit, hang out, talk hockey, have a good time, interact with all of you guys, and just have a great community going and have a good time. Uh, unfortunately, this Thursday, there will be uh, no podcast as I have a physio appointment after work that I have to go to because it it's important, uh, obviously. Uh, I think, Ponch, also, you have your rugby uh
1: A rugby retreat.
0: Exactly. So Ponchance's rugby retreat, I have my physio appointment. So we're going to postpone next Thursday's stream. We're just going to pick it back up on Tuesday. So basically a week off uh, or a week between streams uh, for us at the Fan Connection. Uh, But I will be hosting a stream on Friday after work. Uh, So probably around 5 Eastern, maybe actually probably around closer to 4 Eastern. Uh, We're going to be hosting a stream where we start the roster overhaul post-deadline for EA Sports NHL 22. Uh, I appreciate po- uh, Critter. It's nice to see you guys. Uh, nice to see you as well. We appreciate you stopping by. We'll see you in the next one. Feel free to stop by Friday if you want to get your input on the rosters. Because I will be taking everyone's input. It's not just me deciding the roster. We're building it as a community roster that I will be posting when done. So, uh, we'll see you all in the next one. We appreciate all your support. Kev player, uh, obviously Ponch, hanging out with me today. You can check him out at Ponch underscore YYC on Twitch. You can check out Bertaman at B-E-R-D-A-M a n on twitch as well you can show critter kev player spider man naruto we had lucky looney in here as well so we appreciate you guys all for hanging out with us today we'll see you all in the next one check us out as the fan connection and we'll talk to you all again soon awesome see you guys